What's up, guys, and welcome to the Lead Golden State Warriors Basketball Podcast, a sports ethos presentation. I'm your host, Sam Orlick, and today we're going to be recapping the previous loss against the Dallas Mavericks at home, talking about some of the struggles for the Warriors in these most recent disappointing losses. Continuing to talk more about injury updates on James Wiseman and Draymond Green, as well as looking ahead to the Warriors schedule, as well as the standings in the Western Conference, as the Warriors and the Memphis Grizzlies are basically just about neck and neck in the standings. But before we get into all of that, I just wanted to take a moment to make sure that you guys are following at EthosFantasyBK on Twitter, the single most dominant basketball and fantasy news feed on earth. Get all your NBA news in one handy Twitter feed. It's faster than the competition and provides more analysis too. Again, that's at EthosFantasyBK on Twitter. Please follow now. So, uh, February 27th, the Dallas Mavericks came in to Chase Center to play the Golden State Warriors. Warriors got off to a big lead, um, up by 20 at one point, and just could not close out the game down the stretch. The Mavericks would outscore the Warriors 33-13 to in the fourth quarter. Steph Curry could not convert at the end of the game, although he nearly played the entire fourth quarter. Um, Andrew Wiggins scored 18 Peyton scored 13. Curry would end up with 27 on the night. Uh, and that was about it. You had Kaminga with nine, who struggled in foul trouble and getting a technical. Kavon Looney with eight. Moses Moody, who would start the game, had five. Jordan Poole struggled in 19 minutes and went 0 for 7 from the field, 0 for 4 from 3, 4 of 4 from the line and had as many assists as turnovers with one, and he would only score four. So, you know, this has just been kind of a reoccurring issue and theme for the Warriors here, Um, and that's not being able to close games, not being able to finish, not being able to execute. We talked about this coming into the All-Star break, and, you know, outside of that shellacking of the Portland Trailblazers, really continuing to see this these issues and these deficiencies with the roster while waiting for the return of Andre Godala, James Wiseman, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, who did not play in this game against Dallas dealing with a non-COVID-related illness. He is expected to uh, return with the team. He's not in Minnesota for the game tonight, not expected to play, but expected to return um, for Thursday night's game. So, I mean, what's going on here? The Warriors at times are looking great, and then at times are just one of the most frustrating teams to watch when they're not able to convert, especially in the fourth quarter. Um, And it's not for lack of experience per se. I mean, you've got Steph Curry, Kavon Looney, Otto Porter Jr. Um, Sure, you got Kaminga and Moody, who are rookies. You've got Jordan Poole, who's, while in his third year, still relatively young and, you know, really dealing with the ups and downs of the NBA. 
early in the season, we saw Jordan Poole really flourishing as a starter, being able to score effectively, whether his three-point shot was falling or not, getting to the free throw line. Um, and now, you know, he did go 4-4 four four from the line, which is great, but just finding ways to impact the game when your shot isn't falling. And really, that is the next step for Jordan Poole. Um, making an impact at the defensive end, rebounding, setting up his teammates. Um, if he's going to be in that six-man role, he's basically playing the backup point guard spot. So just like we've seen Steph do throughout the season, especially this season without Draymond Green, he's really been, not really been, he has been the de facto point guard. I mean, obviously he plays point guard, but when Draymond's out there, Steph is really more... Um, effective with the ball out of his hands running through uh through sets and and screening for his teammates getting them open just drawing all this attention by not having the ball in his hands where he's arguably more dangerous than with the ball in his hands and so Jordan Poole needs to take his game to the next level take some of that um lessons learned from watching Steph Curry play and I mean he's trying you know it's not for lack of effort um, it's not like we see pool out there with bad body language or pouting or, um, you know, reports of him getting into it with players or teammates or coaching or the coaching staff in practice. None of that is being communicated or talked about. So I'm not trying to spin up any stories, um, of things that I think might be going on behind the scenes. Cause we simply don't know. Um, all I'm saying is that as far as what pool needs to do in the games and during the games and especially when he's on the floor is if he wants to have a long-lasting career with the Warriors and be the best player he can be he needs to be a two-way player as we've seen the growth of Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Andrew Wiggins, Kevon Looney what do these guys all have in common? They play both sides of the floor they're not just worried about offense they're not just worried about defense they find ways to make to make an imprint on a game and if one thing isn't going well for them like shooting for example you find other ways to make your presence felt on the floor um and it's not to say that you know Jordan Poole hasn't done this at all because he's certainly had some very impressive performances it's just when you talk about what has really been ailing the warriors and you're missing Clay Thompson you're missing Draymond Green, you're missing James Wiseman, you're missing Andre Ugadawa. The guys who do suit up and play, not named Curry, really need to step up. And so, you know, only three scores and double figures, that's just not going to cut it against the better teams in the West. You know, sure, against Portland, it was more than enough, and we blew them out by 30. But Portland's starting a bunch of third stringers for you know to be honest no offense to them but just with the injuries and the trades and the direction of their franchise in this season it's just not simply the same caliber of a team uh the starting lineup for the portland trailblazers as of a few nights ago to the starting lineup of the dallas mavericks who have luka Doncic, jalen brunson uh dorian finney smith spencer dimdwitty you know plenty of experienced veteran players who are very good NBA players. And, and we talked about this on the last show, looking ahead at the Warriors' schedule and the list of opponents that they've got coming up, it doesn't get any easier. At Minnesota tonight, you've got two games against Denver. you got another game against Dallas. you got a game against the Clippers. 
just a lot of tough opponents and everyone's out for blood. Everyone's trying to win out here. It's the final sprint to the playoffs. Um, And, you know, all of that being said, the Warriors are not in a terrible spot. You know, they're currently second in the West, one game ahead of the Memphis Grizzlies who are surging in their own right. And, you know, I'm not here to, to press the panic button and say, you know, Warriors are at risk of uh, not making the playoffs, so they don't look like a, they don't look like they're gonna be a good team, or they're gonna lose in the first round. But you know, I'm here to kind of break down what are some of the issues going on, and what are the some of the things that need to be addressed in the next month, month and a half as we tool up for the postseason run. It's that role players need to step up when called upon and and that goes for everyone so this isn't on Jordan Poole specifically but when you look at the guys who have been instrumental for the Warriors in games where they've won really we're talking about guys like Jordan Poole and Jonathan Kaminga and in a night where you established your lead um and think it was about midway through the second quarter that they were up 20 and then not able to convert in the fourth quarter getting outscored by 20 points and you look at the box score and you see Kaminga three of seven one of three from the field two of two from the line in 17 minutes and Jordan Poole 0 for seven four of four from the line in 19 minutes uh Kaminga with four turnovers and Poole with one uh combined minus 26 on the night you start to see some holes here. Um, And there's only so many minutes that Andrew Wiggins and Kevon Looney and Steph Curry can play. And sure, Gary Payton played very well in his 26 and a half minutes, six of 11 from the field, one of five from three, three steals. Uh, He was a plus nine with 13 points. Um, Moses Moody, who got the start, Two of six from the field, one of four from three, five rebounds. But he was plus 14 in the minutes he was on the court. Kavon Looney, four of five from the field, 10 rebounds, five assists, three steals, eight points, plus 15. Uh, But then you got Damian Lee, uh, two of five from the field, five points, minus 10. Otto Porter Jr., 21, uh, nearly 22 minutes off the bench. Two of four from the field, one of three from three. Five rebounds, two assists, but minus 17 was seven points. And so, you know, this was always going to be the problem. When you're missing your key guys, it's next man up. And when opportunities present themselves, guys got to take a step up. And listen, it's not like... Dallas has elite rim protection. Sure, they have been one of the better defensive teams in the league as of late, without a doubt. But there was opportunity for guys to step up. There was opportunity for shots to be made. And Steve Kerr is really trying to push these guys to be ready for the postseason. We're not seeing kind of that uh, Tom Thibodeau or Nick Nurse type approach to rotations where he's going to play Steph, you know, 40 plus, you know, Steph and Wiggins are going to play 40 plus minutes because, you know, maybe if you if you did that, 
we would have come up with a win, but you know, we that's not what the team is going to look like come postseason time. Sure, the rotation will be will be shorter and those guys will be playing like that, but the focus and emphasis right now is really trying to get the role players involved to establish what the playoff rotation will look like guys coming off the bench who's going to be able to come in and make an impact and if you're only one dimensional in what you're able to provide for the team that is going to hurt your chances of getting those minutes um you know toscano anderson uh, only played two minutes really you know only got in some time at the end of quarters in those closing seconds to try and come up with a defensive stop. So, with all that being said, I'm going to take a pause real quick and remind you guys that we have a brand new daily fantasy partner at Sports Ethos, Thrive Fantasy. Prop up with Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com. Use code ethos when you sign up to get a 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit up to 100 bucks, plus either two or four free game tickets to play. Pick player props on the biggest names playing every night. Score points when your props hit, and the players with the most points win a share of the nightly prize money. And check out our Sports Ethos DFS team or podcast for advice on winners. Again, that code is ethos over at thrivefantasy.com. So, you know, again, not really trying to beat this point home with a hammer, but just to kind of sum up what what is being said here uh first and foremost you know there's a lot of good nba teams in the league right now and there's a lot of teams who are playing much better now than they were at the start of the season and i think the warriors really came out with a lot of intensity a lot of hunger kind of that chip on their shoulder underdog-esque mentality and you had guys like jordan Poole and andrew wiggins really stepping up and really playing beyond kind of what expectations were then you had another stretch of the season where um for whatever reason health protocols um just kind of mojo shot not falling and rotation changes you get clay thompson back in the lineup you lose draymond green um different thing you know you lose on you lose andre iguodala Otto porter's missing games bielitsa's missing games Um, and guys start missing shots. Other teams are getting hot. Other teams are playing better and trending up. And it, it's a lot harder to win games. It's seeming like it's a lot harder for the Warriors to win games now in February and March than it was in November, December. Um, and so, you know, what it really means for the Warriors is not that much. They put themselves in a great position to have this second place seating despite missing Draymond Green. I mean, heck, any other season, if we had looked back at what the Warriors were doing, if you had taken away Draymond Green for this extended period of time, you would expect the Warriors to be, you know, fringe playoff team just clawing and fighting to stay out of the play-in tournament. Instead, now, uh, you're one game ahead of the Memphis Grizzlies and Heck, if the Warriors fall to third, to fourth, to fifth, as long as they're out of the play-in tournament, I think the the goal here for the team 
is to be ready and to be healthy and to be playing their best basketball when the postseason arrives. And so, sure, we're going to be dropping games and it's going to be frustrating at times. And it's going to seem like it's Steve Kerr's fault that we didn't win the game because Damian Lee's getting minutes over Jordan Poole, over Gary Payton, and Bealitz is playing when Jonathan Kaminga should be getting more time. It is what it is. We're chasing wins, but more importantly, we're preparing this team for a deep postseason run. And that means giving guys opportunity, taking away opportunity for younger players when they under, when they need to understand what's being expected of them, whether it's fair or not. And, you know, I don't think the Warriors are going to do anything in the buyout market, nor do I really see anything happening. I think the latest news that I saw is uh, the... Philadelphia Sixers are likely going to be in the buyout market for DeAndre Jordan. Um, I don't really know who else is out there that would even possibly make a difference. Um, And so, you know, it's going to get hard and it's going to be even harder. We've We've got more games left on this road trip and this little stretch of games that we're talking about. There's probably going to be more losses. There's probably going to be more frustration and it's probably going to be hard to watch at times. But I implore you, as fans of the Warriors, to stay strong, to hang in there, to try not to get upset, and to take a step back and appreciate what they've already accomplished so far in the season, to understand that there's more going on than going out and trying to win every game and, you know, trot Steph Curry out there for 40 minutes or let Jordan Poole continue to not do what the coaching staff's asking him to do. And look at Kaminga as an example of what can happen when guys are struggling and given a short leash and then have an opportunity to reflect and then everything clicks. And so that's really the point here is, you know, sure, if we had a healthy Clay Thompson, we probably could have won that game in Dallas. But in all honesty, for this Warriors team and what their goals are to win a championship, whether they finish second or third or fourth or fifth, it honestly doesn't matter if they're not healthy and they're not playing well, they're not going to beat anyone or they're not going to win enough games in the postseason to get to where they want to be. And so the purpose here really is guys need to continue to learn on the job to get ready for that postseason run. And that's what we're seeing. Uh, it's frustrating at times, as I've said. And, um, you know, I think that that's, that's a big piece of the issues going on here. So anyways, enough of that. Looking ahead to the game tonight, we've got the Minnesota Timberwolves who are playing exceptionally well in their own right. They are currently one of the top offenses in the NBA. They've given us lots of trouble so far in the season. Carl Anthony Towns, who we all know about, D'Angelo Russell, who's playing really well, Anthony Edwards, who had been struggling and is finally you know, showing showing some signs of life again. Patrick Beverly, everyone knows about him and his uh, defensive abilities and being an an initiator and agitator, uh, Steph Curry stopper. Um, And this is going to be a really tough game for a Minnesota team that just came off of a great win last night in Cleveland. And so, like I said, it's going to be tough. It's going to be interesting to see how how things go. No James Wiseman. Um, oh, yeah, I guess that's a good segue. So let's let's give a quick update on James Wiseman and Draymond Green. 
So uh, Bob Myers came on today to say that James Wiseman is continuing to ramp up and continuing to get closer. However, um, they kind of expect that James Wiseman will play with the Santa Cruz Warriors before joining the team, which is kind of what they had said all along. So, um, you know, his quote was, hopefully in the next week or two, we can find a time to get him out on the court. Bob Meyer said the idea is to perhaps get James Wiseman a game with the Santa Cruz Warriors in the G League before joining Golden State. And that was uh, on the morning roast on the 95.7 radio show. So he is really close. He's continuing to ramp up. I know the famous ramp up phrase. And, you know, but he's not quite there yet. It's going to be a few more weeks. Kind of the same with Draymond Green. Continuing to ramp up, continuing to get better, but still no clear timetable on his return. And so, yeah, sure, probably get Clay Thompson back on Thursday. But even with Clay, the Warriors have been struggling. And so that's why I'm just kind of preparing guys that, like, hey, in this next stretch of nine games, the Warriors might continue to drop games. And yeah, I, I'd really hope that they can sprinkle in some wins and bounce back and not get into a really defeating losing streak. Um, but it's quite possible. Uh, it's the Western Conference. Teams are playing well and the Warriors aren't. So, you know, just like we said uh, a couple months ago in the season, it's the dog days coming into the All-Star break and then they went in and ripped off a 9-0 run. You know, that's also possible if... If we get the Wiggins and Poole who were, you know, combining for 40 points a game earlier in the season with the consistency of Kevon Looney, Gary Payton's continued um, attack at the rim and defensive chops, uh, Jonathan Kaminga continuing to be an offensive presence off the bench, keeping our bench scoring reliable, Otto Porter Jr., getting back to the type of player that he was earlier in the season, being more consistent from three and defensively. I mean, you're just seeing a lot of holes with the Warriors, but I think it's all things that can be addressed. I think that, you know, the team just isn't playing well right now. They're not executing. And, um, you know, there's a great opportunity that they're able to flip this around and turn it around. But for the next few weeks, until we get all of our players back and healthy, it's going to probably be more or less the same. Um, but don't go out there pointing fingers thinking that it's Steve Kerr's fault or it's Steph Curry's fault or it's Jordan Poole's fault. I mean, this is this is a team sport. These decisions are being made uh, from the top of the organization to the bottom. Everyone has some accountability here. And, you know, we've been spoiled with the Warriors dynasty and and how good they've been and, and how, how consistently good they were. Um, so let's hang in there, give these guys a chance. I think that there's plenty of time for them to right the ship and get healthy and go on a deep postseason run. I'm not pressing the panic button yet. And, you know, I think let's just take it one game at a time and see where we goes. So with that, kind of a quick show today. I want to remind everyone before we sign off to also use coupon code HoopBall20 at Manscaped.com for 20% off your order and free shipping. And also to check out our pals at MyBookie.ag. Use code HoopBall on the third page of sign up to unlock deposit match bonuses there as well. Once again, this has been a presentation of the We Believe Golden State Warriors Basketball Podcast, the Sports Ethos presentation. 
I'm your host, Sam Orlick. Please give me a follow on Twitter at SDORlick. And please subscribe, rate, and review the show. And we'll catch you for the next one. Thanks for stopping by, guys.